When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Turn up your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast. With Tony Maradero. 55 seconds left in the penalty a minute and 27 seconds left in regulation time. Boston 4, Montreal 3. LaFleur coming out rather gingerly on the right side. He gives it into LeMaire back to LaFleur. Oh! The sickest Montreal Canadiens podcast. There is a ball. Sports entertainment like no other. Rejoins, on lui fait perdre la rondelle une passe devant. Et c'est la bonne You found the dogs. John, you found the dogs. He found the dogs. And all together, they worked a young team to the top. And now, a 24th Stanley Cup banner will hang from the rafters of the famous forum in Montreal. The Canadians win the Stanley Cup. Brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6 beer. Intense by nature. And Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to Lacage. It's gonna be sick. Marinaro on this Thursday, October 20. It's a couple of minutes past at 10 p.m. How you doing, Montreal? And how you doing, Montreal Canadiens fans around the world? A very convincing 6-2 win over the Arizona Coyotes. At the Bell Center, a Montreal Canadiens team that was off to a 3-0 lead after one period of play, up 5-0 after two periods of play, and in period number three, they took the pedal off the medal, and that's why Arizona got back in the game with a couple of goals, but then Sean Monaghan sealed the deal with an empty net goal with 3.24 left in regulation. Wow! This is what I've been talking about. This is what I've been asking for. There's only one team that wins the Stanley Cup at the end of the year. It's not an easy thing to do. It's very hard. If you're not going to win the Cup, give me entertaining hockey. Give me wide open hockey. Show me skills. Take some shots on net. Make great plays. Make great passes. Show creativity. Entertain the heck out of Tony Marinaro. This game tonight had absolutely everything. And as you know, I have been for the nomination of Martin St. Louis since day number one. Many mocked him, Pee-wee coach. Many ridiculed him, Bantam coach. They didn't realize 
that he was the right man at the right time. They didn't realize that he was exactly what the doctor ordered at this stage of the process. The rebuild, the progression, the development, the coaching offense, the creating offense, the coming up with offense, motivating the players, someone who can teach the players offensive concepts, someone who can teach the players how to improve their IQ. And the second, the Canadians didn't win a game in preseason and lost all of them. He started to get second-guessed by a lot of people. Ha! Having said that, for a guy like me who wants to be in on the Connor Bedard sweepstakes, this win is like, uh, it's a little bit bittersweet. You know what I mean? Like, I, I enjoyed watching them play. I enjoyed the goals. I enjoyed the game. But in a way, I kind of wish it was Arizona who didn't pick up the points in tonight's game, and they put themselves in a better position. But it's a long season. Look, I think it's safe to say the Montreal Canadiens are going to be a very tough out, especially on home ice where they beat the Toronto Maple Leafs, they beat the Pittsburgh Penguins, and they beat the Arizona Coyotes, and they're going to try and make it four in a row at home when they host the Dallas Stars Saturday night at the Bell Center. The Sick Podcast brought to you by 8.6 Beer. Intense like marinero. By nature, the beer for those who follow their instinct and live their passions in order to make their mark. And we're going to thank all of our sponsors in due time here. But without further ado, he is a collaborator and going to be a regular collaborator on the Sick Podcast. And I know what I'm going to talk to him about tonight in particular. We'll talk about a lot of things, but I'm going to bring up number 72 to him. He is your former number 17, one of the premier enforcers in the history of the National Hockey League. He will say that he wasn't a better enforcer than Bob Probert. I tend to disagree because I didn't see George Larac lose too many fights in his life. He wasn't there last week because he was away in Edmonton. He is back in Montreal today. He joins me on the program. Do we have Big George? We don't have him yet? All right. I've been told we don't have him yet, and he should be joining us any minute. So when he's there, George will put you on. All right. Why don't we do this? We'll talk to you about how the game went. A minute 58 into the game, it was Doc who finds Drouin at the doorstep. He almost jams it home, but it just sits there for Josh Anderson to poke it home. The Canadians go up by a score of one to nothing. Cole Caulfield, who since I think February 10th or whatever it is, is only second, I believe, to Austin Matthews now. This guy's scoring all the time. Make that his fourth goal in his fifth game this season. He is on a rampant pace. And when I said a couple of days ago, don't wait any longer, sign Cole Caulfield, because the more you wait, the more you're going to end up paying through the teeth. I said that then. I believed it then. I more so than believe it now. 717 at the period number one, it was Savart to Gallagher. Wasn't it nice to see Brendan Gallagher, who has been snake bitten thus far this season, find the far corner just inside the post, and the Canadians go up by a score of three to nothing. And then Arbor Jackai. We've heard how tough he is. We had a chance to see him with Hamilton in the Ontario Hockey League, how tough he is. We had a chance to see him in preseason, how tough he is. But when he tangled with Zach Cashin, 
I'm not going to lie to you. I wondered how it was going to go, and I was wondering if he bit off more than he can chew. Because if you recall, the last time the Coyotes played the Canadians, which I believe was on March 15, 2022, and the Coyotes won by a score of 6-3, to three, I believe on that night, Zach Cashin ran Samuel Montembeau, and Michael Pozzetta later on, uh, basically, you know, he tried to um, make Zach Cashin pay the price, but he didn't really pay the price. Tonight, Zach Cashin paid the price. I have to tell you, I knew he was tough. I didn't think he was that tough. Arbor Jacki laid the smackdown on Zach Cashin tonight. He didn't beat him in a fight. He absolutely obliterated him. And as I tweeted out earlier tonight, the man his teammates and friends call Wi-Fi because his family name resembles a password that people would use for their Wi-Fi. Well, Wi-Fi broke cash in and he broke the internet the second he did because everyone was talking about Zach Cashin. I mean everyone. Um, Cashin looked like he got hit in the nose pretty hard there. Uh, Jack Eye's fist, his knuckles were bleeding, and Jack and Cashin made his way to the locker room. And if you noticed, Zach Cashin was very, very quiet the rest of the game. I mean, he he went nowhere near Jack Eye. He went nowhere near his teammates. And you know, I have to tell you, I am the same guy who wants to see fighting out of the game because I don't think it changes the momentum of a hockey game, but. Tonight, it kind of did. Not that not that the Canadians already had the momentum. It's just that Cashin is usually a guy that will impose himself physically in a hockey game. And you know what? He was asleep after that. Like, he did nothing. Jacki, and Jacki gave his teammates a lot of confidence. You can see just how much bigger they got. Because and I also think that Uri Slavkowski uh, had a pretty good second period because knowing he's playing with a guy like Jacki, Gave him some confidence. One of the things we'll talk to George Lorak about when he joins us. 817, a Slavkowski wrister, and he gets his first goal in the National Hockey League. Now, he was bickering with Josh Brown. Josh Brown was letting him have it and uh, was going after him. And after Slavkowski scored that goal, he looked at Brown, and there you have it. There's the look. Look at that. And if you're watching us right now and following live on YouTube, on Facebook or on Twitter, you're seeing the picture of Uri Slavkowski looking at Brown, number three of the Arizona Coyotes. And what you're not going to see is he gives them an F off as well. And uh, I think Uri was, got caught up in the emotion of the moment. Uri, it's not something I suggest as an 18-year-old rookie to be telling players on the other team to F off, even if you have Arbor Jacki on your team because someone is going to take offense. It's not a good idea, Uri, but he was obviously very carried away. About 10 minutes later, Nick Suzuki is, um, makes his way on a breakaway, and he's hooked, and the referee calls a penalty shot. And we have footage from someone who was in the stands. Look at this beauty. Wow. All right. Okay. Uh, a couple of days ago, the Pittsburgh broadcast team talked about Nick Suzuki, how impressed they were with him, and they compared him 
to Pavel Datsyuk. And I discussed that with Eric Engels, a sportsnet, a couple of days ago because of his ability to steal pucks and because of his smooth hands. If you can recall, Datsyuk used to take penalty shots like that. He used to draw the goalie to him, and then he used to just flick it up and over him. It takes a tremendous amount of skill and confidence. In period number three, because the Canadians took the pedal off the metal, Moser and Boyd scored, what was it, uh, less than two minutes apart, and then Monaghan scores on an empty net. Long story short, you can tell that the Arizona Coyotes, who got arrived late in Montreal on Monday night after beating the Maple Leafs on Monday night uh, by a score of 4-2, to two, they arrived late Monday, early Tuesday. You can tell that Arizona spent three days in Montreal. Without being out on the town, it kind of looks like they were. One guy who would know something about it, because once upon a time, he used to play on other teams, and he visited Montreal. Without further ado, from BPM Sports 91.9 FM on your Montreal dial, the number one sports radio station in Montreal and in the province of Quebec, I think it's pretty safe to say. What I love about them is they talk sports. George Larac, are you there? Oh, yes, I am. How are you doing, Tony? Very, very good. What's going on? Are, what are you, in the car? Where, where are you exactly? Yes, I'm in the car. I'm not driving. So, um, okay. you know, so to make sure that I was, I didn't have time to make it home. Yeah. So that's why now I'm doing it from the car. So that's why the lightning, I'm not as clear as you. I hear no. you perfectly, so I'm all good. No, no, we're all good. But if you can, I don't know if you can pull this off, maybe move it panorama. Sideways? Yeah, yeah, can yeah, you do I can. that? Yeah. Now, now we're talking. La, 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 come on, <laughs> awesome. I, I, hey, I love this podcast. We even do it from the car. Why not? That's awesome. Awesome. But, I, but I'm not driving, so everybody knows no, no. it's all safe right now. I'm not driving. That is very clear. And you know what? I wouldn't expect you to be driving. I know that you That's are right. a very, very safe kind of guy. Hey, listen, speaking of safety, I worried for Zach Cash and safety at one point. George. I knew Jack Guy was tough. You knew he was tough. That guy, as they say in Francais, Zach Cashin, c'est un homme de métier. Là. That, that guy is a, a seasoned okay. veteran at protecting himself. Were you surprised by what you saw, George? You know, man, I have so many things to say uh, after this Cashin thing. So to start with that, first of all, Jack Guy is unbelievable. I don't know how many 20-year-old kids that don't even know how to fight, that are not known for that, Gets in is what fourth NHL game. Gets in like fight with Cassian. Cassian is tough. He's one of the toughest guy in the league because you know with Luchik with um, with Reeves that is with the Rangers. There's not many guys that could throw the gloves like and and Cassian can. And we saw what he did to Matthew Kachuk last year. So just the fact that he went with him, I was like, oh my god. Like I was worried because it's not like those same guys that was fighting in preseasons against Ottawa. Yeah. But the way he handled him, he embarrassed Cassian. He embarrassed him in a way. He toweled them like Chara toweled um, the defenseman in Toronto when he fought him. What's the defenseman in Toronto with? Chara had him in the air like that. The veteran defenseman, I don't remember. But anyway, he did whatever he wanted with him. It was embarrassing. If you're Cassian and the rookie does that to you, how do you even go back to your bench? Was it was it Wade Bielak? Uh, no, no, it no. was uh, Dion Phaneuf. No, no, it wasn't another one that was there for a long time in Toronto. Another D-man that was uh, that fought Chara, and then Chara like lift him in the air like like you're drying up a towel. Another wow. another guy that was. Well, you'll I'm get him sure anyway. that our our listeners are going to weigh in here because uh, they're on the ball and maybe they can remember this. 
Uh, let's see if uh, if they're going to bring this up. Yes, it's uh, a popular a popular guy. Brian McCabe. Brian yes, McCabe. McCabe. Yes, yes, Brian McCabe. That what one there brought up one? by M dash A dash N twenty two on YouTube right now. First, before anyone else, that person gets Good the job, credit. Bro. Go ahead. Look it up on YouTube anyway. What Chara did to him, uh, Jack High did the same thing to Cassian. And just so you know, Cassian, a veteran like this. When your team is losing the way you are, you want to show that you're upset. You want to shake the room. You want to hit everyone. You want to dust the glove, change momentum. When you get killed by a rookie like that, you flatten your bench. It was over. It, Cassian was invisible after that. And then what happened? You showed Tchaikovsky what he did after his goal. Yeah. Why do you think he did that? Why do you think he did his face like that? He did that, and he said it. I heard him after the interview, after the game. He said, I knew Jack High was on the ice. If Jack High gets killed, he doesn't have that reaction after that. But George, George, George hold know, on a I second. Know, I'm wait, worried wait, about Tony, something. Wait, wait. Tony, wait, wait. You said, Tony, that you don't like he's a rookie, you shouldn't do that. When you have toughness in your team, that's what that does. When the emotion runs high, you know someone's got your back and is on the ice. You can let them go. You can let the emotion go. Back then, the Canadian they never do a face like this after a goal because they get their hands like their hands like they get hit in the face. People will laugh at them. Now, a bit of cockiness because you have toughness in your team. That's what the president of like of Jack High did. You beat up the toughest guy on the other side. There's nothing nobody's gonna do about it, even if you know. Sarkowski did a little bit of a face after his goal. He was a bit cocky. The emotion ran out. He got hit. He wanted to show that he wasn't hurt. He wasn't sore. And he showed emotion. And Jack I was on the ice looking after him. And he said, I felt confident. Jack I was there. I love that. I love that. You know how much pressure was into him in Val Center? He hasn't scored yet. And he felt bad. And he saw Shane Wright having his first assist yesterday, even though it wasn't really an assist because he hit his pad. Now he's scoring. He's the first pick overall. He got run before. He wanted to show that he wasn't hurt. He was mocking the guy. That's emotion. It was in Montreal. I love that, Tony. That's what you want. That's what hockey is all about. George, and that's you're... because Cassian was there. You're right. Listen, don't get me wrong. I have to admit, they played with swagger after that because they yes. knew that Jack I gave them confidence. I like that. I'm going to tell you what I'm worried about, okay? What I'm worried about is if somebody around the league is watching and they don't like the cockiness of a Slavkovsky or if they ever play Arizona again, and Jack Eye is not on the ice, someone is going to take exception. Let me ask you this, George. What years did you play for the Montreal Canadiens? I played the uh, 2008, 2009, 2009, 2010. Okay. Um, so when Max Pacioretty got hit by Chad, I wasn't there. I wasn't it there. Was, I was released. Hold on. Yeah, it was 2011, right? Yeah. I believe it happened in the month of March because then they played the Bruins in the playoffs and he wasn't back yeah. yet, okay? But what I'm trying to get at is uh, the Canadians probably had some tough guys in their lineup at the time. I, I don't remember the roster right no, now. No, they had no one. They okay. had no one. But my question to you is, if you would have been on the bench... He doesn't do that hit. He doesn't uh, do that at all. You think so? Tony, Tony, stop it. I played the Bruins many times before I was released by the Canadians. I played the Bruins. Chera was there. Luchik was there. Like, what did they do? They didn't hit anyone. Nothing. They were invisible. I played Ottawa. Chris Neal was invisible. 
Nobody got hit. Nothing. The minute they got released, what does Chera do? Nothing to answer to him. He almost killed Petcheretti. I know you're not the big fight of the fighting, but you know what? I used to love you, you it, know, George. But, I, just but, but, want, I just don't want to be a hypocrite. You know what I mean? But Tony, but Tony look at it. Okay, look at it. Now you're saying people around the league, they're going to look at this and they're going to be like Slavkovsky. First of all, the first thing Slavkovsky has to learn, he has to know how to protect himself because he's getting hit too much. He's a big guy. He shouldn't get hit like that. It's dangerous. He's going to get killed. Somebody this big, it's not normal that he down on the ice so many times with big heads like this. So he has to get, start getting used that the NHL is a physical game. You're a big guy. Use your body. Turn. Use your bum to protect yourself. Like, use your arm. Do something. Don't get hit like this. He gets flattened against Ottawa. He gets flattened against, like, the Coyotes tonight. I'm glad he scored after. But, man, he's going to get hurt. He doesn't find a way to use his big body, you know, not to get hit like this. But you know what? Each game, Tony, is a different situation. People on another team are not going to look at what he did tonight with Cassian and going to be like, oh, he's a cocky kid. No, they understand what happened. Each game is different. He's not going to do that every, every game. But you know what, Tony? I had a feeling for you for this game because I've heard you uh, a while ago when you said that you hate the fact that reconstruction is going too fast and you don't want the team to go in a no-man's land. You don't want the team to win. Yes. Are you kidding me? No, Tony. Tonight, it was amazing. This is all you want, your prospect players to grow, learning how to win. Look at the defensemen on this team. They're in there because the veteran defensemen are hurt. They're doing the job. That, like, Goulet is like, the way they've a, a rookie is not just playing with some veteran. It's learning how to win. Look at Edmonton. For 10 years, they got a first pick overall, and all they did is learn how to lose. And because of that, they well, didn't yeah, because they did it years. stupid, George. George, they yeah, did but, it stupid. Yeah but, yeah, but even if they did it stupid, they all they did is losing. They didn't know how to win. And then even if they got first pick overall four years in a row, it's not until they got McJesus that they finally make the playoff. The Canadians, if they just lose with all the prospect they have, even if you get a good prospect next in the next draft, you're not going to win. Now those young kids are learning how to win. And that's, that's what we call about development. I love seeing the team, like, showing everyone, you think we're going to be in the bottom? No. Tony, last year they finished 20. They finished last. They can't finish last again. But, but you so realize, George, that- George, you realize the next draft is the next McJesus, though. Yes. yes Tony, Tony, think about that, okay? Yeah. You know that usually a team that try to go last, they're not going to pick last. If you finish last, you have 75% not getting McJesus anyway. And, and talking about McJesus, you got Suzuki, Cofield, Goulet, Harris. It, like, you, have, it's Slavkovsky. you have so many kids. How many more kids do you want for your reconstruction? You have a lot of them. One Let more. Them One more. Connor Bedard. Let One more. Them. Tony, you know what? Look into the way this team is going right now. If you finish last, last year, if you expect Suzuki and Cofield to be better, you expect a better production. Of course. If they give you a bigger production, then they can't finish last because a few more points for each of these guys gives you more wins. It gets you in a no-man's land that you're talking about. If they finish dead last, that means that Suzuki is not getting better, Cofield is not doing better, and now the other kids. So then you're not doing better because even if you get McJesus next year, you're not going to win because this guy... Like, the, the, the game went step way back. So that's why it's important this improvement. They finish maybe 20th in the NHL. And then another year they finish 15th. They're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the next two or three years, regardless who we're going to get picked next year. I, it's I, a losing attitude, Tony, to think, let's finish dead last to draft first again. 
They have enough prospect right now. They I... have Mayu coming up, and they have other prospect coming up. They don't need the top three next year to be a contender in the next three years, bro. I love everything you're saying tonight. I finally found someone who talks more than me. This is unbelievable. <laughs> History is made tonight on the Sick Podcast. I just want you to get my drift. I understand everything you're saying, George, okay? I do. I just, this is a generational player. This guy, if they can draft him, and I know the chances are that they won't because of the odds that you just gave, but we're talking about the most exciting player potentially since Guy Lafleur with the Montreal Canadiens. You understand? I grew up, George, watching Guy Lafleur, okay? I, I grew up watching Guy Lafleur. I watched Guy Lafleur at the tail end of his career, and he was still my idol. I got his chair in the back. I got his jersey. I had his picture on my door, and I love the guy, and I think about him every day. One second, please. My next okay. idol after Guy Lafleur was Stéphane Richer because he scored more than 50 goals twice in a three-year span. I love offensive players, and the Canadians have had some good ones since, and Kovalev and Pacioretty, but they haven't had a 50-goal score since Richer. They might have it in Caulfield, but this kid, Connor Bedard, is is a mixture of Suzuki and Caulfield put together and maybe even a little bit better. Do you understand my point? That's all I'm getting I understand, at. Okay, Tony, I understand your point, and I'm going to say this to you and the other people that have the same point of view, okay? We're into the fifth day of the NHL. Like, like I mean, fifth game of the Montreal yes. Canadian. The record is three and two, okay? Why are you guys talking to me about Bedard? The season is just starting. Can't you enjoy what you're seeing right now? We're I am. I, about, I am enjoying we're it. Talking about, we're talking about Bedard. Like, all the kids are shit. And we need a next, a next like, prominent player to come and save those kids. How about you love, you talk about Guy Lafleur. How about you love Cofield hoping he's going to be a 40-goal scorer? Because the last guy that did that is Ben Proust in the 90s. Like, yes. How about we appreciate Suzuki that's developing into a one-point-a-game player? Last guy that did that is Kovalev. We, why are we talking about Bedard? The season just started. Let's enjoy what the team is doing right now. And oh, I'm let's talk about Bedard towards the end of the season because what people are doing, is like you're writing it up this season. Look at what the team is doing right now with three rookie defensemen and D-men. The defensemen is the hardest position to learn, to get maturity, to play in the NHL. They're stuck playing three young rookies at D because two veteran, really good veteran defensemen are hurt. Edmondson has an A in his jersey, and Madison, that was supposed to be the number one D-man, and now we know that Goalie, that Goulet is going to be the number one D-man, D-man for years to come in Montreal. So I don't want to hear about Bedard. This is going to be next year. Right now, look at this team you're having. Be happy with them because they're not going to draft Bedard. Forget it. You know what? Put a fork into whatever you, you're hoping to get because this team is not finishing last again. Those players, the gamers, they don't want to fucking draft Bedard again. They want to win. They want to make the playoff, but they have pride. They want to show you, everyone, that they could win and they could do better than what they did last year because last year, it was an embarrassment. Now, and Price is not there this year. Weber is not there this year. And look what they're doing with two rookie defensemen. They are amazing. So do not talk to me about Bernard, Tony. And, and the best part of doing podcasts live, and I already saw this coming from a mile away, is that it's live and it's not censored, right? There's certain things that you probably can't get away with on radio or television, That's and right. you can That's do right. it. And George Larac, he's, he's, he's he got a little bit carried away there, but you could feel the energy. And the Sick Podcast brought to you in part by 
Energy Transportation Group. Join a growing team and energize your career at Energy Transportation Group. This guy's really bringing the energy. So based on what you just told me, and especially in the first 10 minutes of our chat, our bird Jack guy is not going to Laval this year. No, he's not. He's not going to go to Laval. And obviously, he's going to be the D that's going to be pushed aside when Madison or Edmondson comes back. And it's okay. He's going to be an extra player, an extra defenseman. There's going to be a lot of injuries and love in a long season this year. And when we play a lot of physical team, he brings an aspect that this team needs, you know, and uh, and I love what he does, the way he sticks up with his teammates. And just the fact that Slavkovsky already said he felt his presence on the ice, how he opened up his mouth because he was there. That's what that does when you have this guy that brings an element that Montreal didn't have for a long time. And I love it. I'm not saying that he's Reeves, you know. Ryan Reeves is the toughest guy in the league. But you know what? Um, Look at Pedzatan when he fought him last year, and look at what Jackai did with no experience. Jackai is the real deal. It's impressive what he's done, and I love the kid, and I would love to show him a bit of tricks so he could be even better. But you know what? So far, you know, the Canadians right now, I'm pretty sure even the staff was impressed. Martin St. Louis probably, like, like, looked at that and was worried for him, and after that, he was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. Like, this is a dream come true. Your hey, first overall, like, scores. Jack Eye does this. Some people is going to talk about the code that he did that for Montembo because last year, because uh, Petrie looked at him and he said he didn't see anything. And now a year later, Jack Eye, hey. like, take care of business. How unbelievable is that? Hey, hey, I knew what I was doing when I asked you to be a collaborator on the Sick Podcast, George, because I knew you had energy. Really, I did. And I knew you were going to be dynamic. I knew you were going to be unbelievable. And trust me when I tell you, you have made the Sick Podcast better. But I have to ask you, what did you put in your tofu tonight, Simonak? <laughs> what did you put in your tofu tonight? What, you put spinach in there? Like, you're like, Popeye, what's the story here? Hey. You know, Tony, yeah. I'm not, what, like you said, on a podcast, you could really let yourself go. On the radio, it's not the same. On yeah, TV, try, it's not try, the same. Try not you to gotta, let yourself go this, too much, though, George, because. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I know, but you're still right. It's totally di- The vibe is different on a podcast. You can be more yourself. On the radio, you have to be careful what you're saying. You know, people listening don't, don't to get you, any ideas. Don't get any ideas to start up a podcast, okay? I want to dominate <laughs> no, no, the market. No. I want to dominate no, no, the market. No. And I want to retire no, no. in a couple of years. Tony, I don't have enough time to do a podcast, and I'm just happy to do the one with you uh, each night. Thank uh, you. Each, each, each Thursday. But each night. Think, Thank you, but, George. I'll talk to you tomorrow. Thank you, George. Each night, I, yes. But, but Tony, just so you know, it's not the same audience at 10.30 at night than in the afternoon, right? There's kids listening to you on the radio in the afternoon with their, their parents in the car. But at 10.30 at night, your kids should be asleep. So we can get away with more rough stuff when we're talking about it. And again... And at 10.30 at night, you're coming off fresh off the Canadians game. And that's the big reason why we chose this time slot. And they just won. You know, I'm excited because a lot of people wrote them out this year. And I just love it. The the emotion that tonight, the way that they won, they beat the team that just beat the Leaf. It was amazing. Their one game about 500 when a lot of people said it. It was going to take a while to get a first win because yeah. they got no win in the exhibition game. So people thought, oh, my God, it's going to be a long season. But you know what? People are getting free wings. I wish yeah. it was. Obviously, I wish it was called flyer wings, not real wings because I'm vegan. But still, who would have thought that the fifth game of the season, the Canadians want to get free wings to the whole population in Montreal by scoring more than five goals? Speaking of which, George, the Sick Podcast is brought to you in part by Lacage. If the last time you went to Lacage was when the Habs won the Cup, it's time you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you, George. 
Before I let you go and believe me, I'd love to have you on for the entire hour, okay? But I know that at one point you got to start up your car again and you got to go, okay? You got to put tofu in the tank and you got to drive away, okay? <laughs> let me ask you this. Have you seen enough of Jack Eye's fights to be able to tell us how he fights? Like, for, like you're an expert at this, okay? Like, tonight, it looked like he didn't want to give Cashian a chance to set up. It looked like he charged into him. Can you explain a little bit of the strategy and what you've seen from his fights? Um, are you worried that he goes too much on the attack? I mean, does he does he defend well? Tell me about that. First of all, he's no defense, and that's not good. That's why I have to show him a few things. He came in with both hands grabbing him. Uh, he cut Cassian right away. So that's what Cassian right away was like on defensive mode, and he caught him right away, and he was lucky. But the way you get into a fight, you cannot go with both arms because you have to use one arm just to grab the guy with the jerseys, and then the other arms, when you hit with it, you use your balance, you protect yourself with the other arms because you can't go with both arms up. That's how you get caught. So Cassian underestimated him, didn't know how strong that he was, and that's why he was embarrassed. But you know what? This goes around the league. Wilson, Tom Wilson, all these guys, they've seen this. If, if Jack I comes in with both arms, I guess, against somebody again, they're just going to grab right one arm. He's going to be out of balance. He's going to get pummeled. So you never go with two arms to go grab someone. But the thing is, that guy never fought. He doesn't know how to do it and stuff. So you just go with his strength. So that's why somebody has to teach him. Because, you know, he did really good tonight. But at the same time, he was lucky. Because now guys are knowing his style. And if he goes in like this, he could get hurt. So that's why I wish I could show him. Or hopefully some in Montreal, that fight can. George, but George. you have to come in with just one arm. Yeah. I could set this up. You give me the go-ahead. I can set this up. Larac, Marinaro, and Jackai uh, hanging out and you showing him the tricks. I could set it up, you know. I know you could too, but uh, allow me to set this up. You allow me but, to set hey, this set, up? You, you know what? You know what? You could set it up. Uh, yeah. uh, Albert Jackai, I would help you for free. I've helped many guys before learning how to fight, how to defend themselves. And we could do this anywhere. Nobody has to know about it. I don't need any publicity. I don't need any money. I just want to show him how he could protect himself to be even better. And then that way, he's going to be even, like, he'll never get hurt. Because, again, he's not there to fight, but he brings an element that the team doesn't have, and he will have to do it. And I have news for you. When Montreal is going to be up, like, games like this against big team, somebody's going to go after him. And it's not, it's not always going to be like the way it was with Cassian. So that's why if he has a few more tricks, yeah. it would be better for him. And I'd be happy to show him. When he ends up taking a water break, can I step in and you could teach me how to defend myself too? <laughs> Tony, you know, you don't need to fight right now. You're a lover. You're not a fighter. Yeah, you're I'm a brawler. A lover. I'm not, you're a brawler. You know you're a talker. You're a talker. You're a chipper like Matt Cook was. You like know what? Chipper was, but you're not a fighter. Yeah, you know what? You're right about that. Hey, listen, I'm going to make it happen. Um, Evan Moskovich says, my wife hears this guy screaming on the TV from the next room, and she's like, what are you watching? She wants to watch too now. Wow, fantastic. Fantastic. Hey, bud. That's awesome. Uh, who was saying hi to you? Somebody in another car? Uh, yeah, well, because I had a meeting tonight and stuff after, yeah. and then uh, so the people at the meeting, they were, I had to do the podcast, so I left earlier to do this. Yeah. And uh, we were watch we're watching the game and stuff. So that's why I just waved because I couldn't. Yeah. Uh, they were like, what are you doing? Because they could hear me screaming while they're outside. They're like, are you okay? 
George, I knew you were going to bring it on the podcast. And folks, if you're watching right now, this is a first of many. This is what George Larac is capable of just past 10 p.m., especially after a Montreal Canadiens game. And if you haven't already, you have a chance to listen to him at BPM Spar 91.9 on your FM dial. George Larac and Max Truman. Uh, formerly of Donny Coulis. He's still with Donny Coulis, right? He just took probably some time off, or he took some time no, no, off. He, no, he, no, he still works with Donny Coulis. He still works on it. All right, okay. Uh, how's it going with you guys? Yeah, it's, it's doing good. It's doing good, Tony, and stuff. And, yeah. uh, you know, you know, like, I still have the same style in radio. Like, I'm, I'm, yeah, I, I, I think that, I, as you know, if you give stats all day long, right, everybody's giving the same type of news. Yeah. You got to bring some, some, uh, like, Something some enjoyment, different. some laugh, something, something different. different. So then people are entertained in their car listening to, to different games and stats and yeah. stuff like this, right? And I try to bring that element that keeps people to their toes while they're listening to us talking about sports. So yeah. then it's not monotone and boring. And I try to bring that energy all the time. And with you, it's just easy. Me and you, we have a long history. I know you. Yeah. You bring the same style in the morning, even though you're getting every morning and you're really good at what you're doing. Thank you're you. one of the few guys that when you talk to us on the radio, that you bring it to the way that you get people to react because you really bring really good material that is different than what we're listening. George, elsewhere. I don't bring so we're really material. lucky to have you. You know what else? I thank you for that, George. I, and I'm, I got to tell you, George, I'm ecstatic to be on the same team as you. I'd rather have you on my team than have you against me. But you know what else I bring, George? I bring the singing, George. It's a it's a, a soirée de bonheur. And in Italian, we say felicità. George, e tenersi per mano, andare lontano, la felicità. E tu sguardi innocenti, in mezzo alla gente, la felicità. E ricciare vicini, come i bambini, la felicità. 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 Hey, e un cuscino di fiume, l'acqua del fiume che passa e che va. E la pioggia che scende dietro le tende, la felicità. E abbassare la luce per fare pace, la felicità. George! Tony, I have a deal for you. I make you a deal. I make you a deal. Next next week, I'm singing you guys a song in Italian. The song in La Casa de Papel. You know the Italian song in there? Bella ciao, bella ciao, ciao, ciao. Bella ciao. I'll sing this to you next week. Oh, wow. Is that an Italian song or is it a Spanish song? It is Italian. Oh, it's an Italian. I didn't even know that. Hey. Yes. uh, I'll sing it for you next week. La Casa de Papel. Money heist. Yes. I, re- I really enjoyed that. Yeah, me too. And I'll sing that song for you next week. All right, buddy. You're on. We'll do it again next week. Same awesome. time, same place. George Larac of BPM Spar 91.9. I love this guy. Thanks, George. Anytime, brother. Ciao, bello. All right. I love this guy. I got to tell you, I really, really love this guy. Uh, you know, let's show the Canadian starting lineup if we can. 43 minutes into the show, it flew by just like this. Suzuki was in between Monaghan on his right and Caulfield on his left. Dvorak with Gallagher and Dadanov. Doc had on his left and Josh Anderson on his right. Evans on a fourth line with Slavkowski on his left and Mike Hoffman on his right. On defense, Gouli, Savard, Harris, Kovacevic, Jackai, and Weidman. And in goal, it was Jake Allen with Samuel Montembeau backing him up. All right, okay. So why don't we bring up some of the messages now and we'll open up the phone lines at one triple eight five eight five sick one triple eight five eight five seven four two five. If you're watching us right now on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter, and you love the podcast, please comment sick. It's my way of feeling the love 
And if you're going to listen to us tomorrow on Google or Spotify or Apple or whatever it is, leave us a five-star review. I think we've earned it. Uh, let's get to some comments before we get to your calls. Biagio Bergantino, do you think the Habs have a chance to make the playoffs? Everyone has a chance at the end of the day. I don't think they will, but clearly I can understand everyone being excited after the Canadians winning big the way they did tonight. I would still bet no, that they won't, but everyone has a chance, all right? Um, a lot of people would have thought that, uh, you know, I won't even say it. Um, I was going to say that my wife was not going to end up with me, but then, you know, and she did, right? So, but, you know, in the, in the end, I'm the lucky one. Uh, all right, okay, next. Uh, Frankie, uh, it looks like Yadarosa. Will Wi-Fi become the next baddest goon in the National Hockey League? No, I believe he's not a goon. I believe he's a really tough man and a really strong man who can throw punches, ragdoll a few people, and can play hockey. I don't think he's a goon. Uh, I think that's that's really, you know, disrespecting him. He's not a goon. Next. Uh, Emilien Juteau, were the CH that good tonight or was Phoenix that bad? Combination of both, clearly. You could tell the Arizona Coyotes were a team that spent three days in Montreal. There's no doubt about it. Next. Uh, slow burn Joe. Is it okay if the Habs play above expectations and miss out on Bedard? Great bonding experience. There is always next year's draft. I understand what George Lorac said. Even if you finish last, chances are you're not going to get the first pick, especially two years in a row. But, man, would I love to have that first pick anyway. You know, we might be celebrating tonight, and then Arizona might end up last and might end up winning the Connor Bedard draft pick uh, sweepstakes, and then they end up drafting him, and they're the ones who are probably going to be laughing in a couple of years. But I understand George being excited and because, you know what, they do have some good kids. He's right. Next. Uh, Luc Lafortune. So what do you do, Tony, when Matheson and Emmonson come back? That's a, that's a big question. If there's injuries by then, well, then they'll come back and the injuries will be out of the lineup. If there's not, like George Lorac said, if they don't play against a physical team, at that point, Arbor Jackye could be out of the lineup. But if they do play against a physical team, he becomes a necessity. Next. Peter McDowell, Tony, if Monaghan continues to play well, do we look at re-signing him? 100% yes, I would think. But at the same time, you know that you can trade him. You can end up getting a first-round pick, and then you can end up re-signing him in the offseason. Chances of that happening don't happen very often, but there's still that possibility. It all depends on where you are in terms of the rebuild, how far along you are. If you're very far along, you could re-sign him. If you're not that far along and you'll continue to rebuild for the next couple of years, uh, then you don't. Next. Laurent Roy, best game since 2021 Saint-Jean, which was when Arturi Lekkinen scored the game winner in overtime and the Canadians beat the Las Vegas Golden Knights. Um, I, I would say that this was one of the most exciting games in a very, very long time. If you were in that building tonight in the Bell Center, I'm sure it was a lot of fun. Next. Slapstream Gaming. Is Gouli untouchable? Uh, no one's untouchable. But he's as close to being untouchable right now. Why? Because he's the Montreal Canadiens' number one defenseman. And if you're going to trade a number one defenseman, you have to end up getting a number one defenseman back. And usually teams don't end up trading their number one defenseman. So untouchable, no. But to be traded, no. Nah, no way. Next. 
Dennis Scully, Tony, do you think Slavkovsky can play, will play on the first or second line? At one point this season, he will. And yes, going forward, 100%. Next. Peter McDowell, Tony, if Monahan continues to play well, I already got to that one. Next. Adamo Sacchetti, how's the mouse? I haven't seen the mouse in about a week. Thank God. Because the last time I saw him, he scared the living daylights out of me, even though he's this big and they're supposed to be scared of humans. For whatever reason, they just creep me out. Next. Uh, Lance Birolo Lafleur, Tony, if the Habs had a couple of top two defensemen, are they a bona fide playoff team this season? Uh, anything's possible. I mean, five games in, the answer would be yes, but I don't know. I, I just, this is not what I expected to start the season, but you know what? I knew they weren't that 0-8 team in the preseason. I knew that. Next. Mike Tricks, oh, Tony, do you believe the Habs are a better team with Pitlick and Army in the lineup? I really like Pitlick, and Army is undoubtedly inconsistent, but his puck possession is sick. He is. If Armia plays with consistency, the answer is yes, but I definitely want Rem Pitlick in the lineup because he has an X factor. You know what it is? His ability to skate, and not every player on this team has an X factor. For example, Dadanov, what's his X factor? I don't think he has one. Next. More questions. Rennie Rivera. Yeah, bring it up. Corey McNeil. Do you think the Habs go get a draft and highly prospect goalie in the near future? Yes. Next. Mac Thibault. Is the Florida's first-round pick conditional? Uh, I'd have to look that one up. Is it conditional? It's protected. Next. I believe. Correct me if I'm wrong. We're supposed to have a team there, a master control, that's supposed to know this as well and stuff like that. They just throw out these questions at 100 miles an hour. What do they care? All right, okay, what are we going to do here? We're going to get to some lines, or what's what's the story here? What's the story? Let's go back to Agnello and Sammy and master control. Take your time, guys. Guys, take your time. What, What are you doing? You're sending each other a fax? Can we go back to Agnello and Sammy and master control, please? Why? Listen to me. You guys are there at Master Control. All you got to do is listen to the show and watch the show. When I ask you for questions, you put them up. When I say we go back to Sammy and Agnello, you get off. Were you guys playing PlayStation? No, because there's too much going on. You're going too fast. There's too much going on. I'm going too fast. When you're on for an hour, I want to get to as much material, as many callers, as many messages as possible. Now, if you guys end up fixing this whole overtime pay situation and tell me what I'm going to be paid, then I don't have to go that fast. Then I can go overtime knowing I'm making 500 bucks an hour. But because you guys and my agent haven't been able to come to an agreement, I am going to speed talk. We're having a board meeting this weekend. Who's going to be part of this meeting exactly? That, that I can't tell you. What, what do you mean? What's the story? Okay, <laughs> who's part of this? You're going to be there. Sammy's going to be there. Your daughter, Juliana, is going to be there. That's it. Is your wife, Rosa, going to be there? Yes, I think we'll put her in the meeting. Okay, is there anyone else that's going to be there? No one else. That's it. So it's a family meeting. It's a family meeting. And you guys are going to decide whether or not I work overtime, and if I do, what the compensation will be. No, we're going to make you work overtime. We just don't know if we're going to pay you. 
Oh, I understand that. <laughs> any chance at a, a pension plan, uh, insurance, disability insurance, stuff like that? Anything yeah, well, like that? We're, we're talking about it, hundred percent. You know, this is a growing corporation now. I think uh, we can introduce some of these benefits. We will do our best for you. We will do our best. Are the phone lines blazing? Tell me the truth. Yeah, they're ringing you. Yeah. Yeah. Do the animation. Let's get going. What, 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 what animation? What, what animation? You want me? You want me to take off my clothes? No, not at all. No, no. we want everybody to stay on. Stop. What, what, what's what's the animation you're talking about? Here we go. We'll play it for you. Watch. You want me to talk about our sponsor? Yeah. No, no we're gonna put it on for you. Here you go. Hold on. Yeah, thank you. There we go. You called. Presented by Playground. You called is brought to you by Playground, your premier gaming destination located just over the Mercier Bridge, only minutes from downtown Montreal. I mentioned a couple of days ago that one of the things I noticed early on is that when we were going to the calls, by the time I would say who we were going to, it probably took about 15 seconds for that person to come on. Agnello and Sammy, I know now they're bringing us in the background and the back store and they're showing us all the data and statistics and stuff like that. Agnello and Sammy told me that we had it figured out. We did a test. Let's take it to the test right now, and let's bring up a caller. Ashley in Montreal. Ashley, you're there. Hello? Oh, it worked. Fantastic. It was immediate. Ashley, what's going on? Hi, Tony. What's going on? I'm on my way back from the Habs game. Super excited, super pumped. And I, I just needed to call because a couple episodes ago, you said that you lost all your female listeners, but you didn't because I listen to you all the time and I love your show. So I just want to give you the love, show the support. And uh, tonight was such a great game. Is this Ashley one of my favorite follows on Twitter or not that Ashley? It's not that Ashley, but it's going to be your Ashley. Because I will be your number one follower very soon. Oh, really? So you don't follow me right now on social media? Uh, I I just started last week. Oh, really? I've now been listening to you for a long time. Wow, you're on your way back from the game right now. I am. Yeah. Who are you with exactly? I go with my dad all the time. So. Oh, uh, really? He he introduced me to your shows, and uh, we we both love you, and uh, I listen regularly. So I just wow. want to feel the love. What's your dad's name? I'd love to give him a shout out. Yeah, give a shout out to Jerry. Jerry. You want me to yeah. give his family name too? He's going to go really famous after that. If you want me to keep it confidential, I will. You tell me. Do I give his uh, family name a shout out too? Yeah, do it. Jerry Sarah. Jerry Farah. Sarah, Sarah, yeah. Jerry Farah. Is that right? Sarah. S like Sam. Sarah. Oh, Jerry Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Jerry, Sarah, thanks for the support, but I appreciate it. Your daughter, Ashley, sounds like a dear. Ashley, thanks for the support and coming on because I said, where are my female listeners? And you're there. Is there anything in particular you want to talk about tonight? Uh, I just think the game in general is amazing. Uh, You know, I I don't know. Everything was amazing. The Suzuki's penalty shot was, for me, the, the, the highlight of tonight. It was it was really so, awesome. So he made it look easy, so, eh? He did so smooth, so so nice, and uh, not a crazy celebration from him. He kept it calm, so that was uh, that was really nice to see. Also, I got to ask you a question. So you guys are driving home from the game, you said, correct? Yes. So you called the number one triple eight five eight five six one triple eight five eight five seven four two five. While you're calling right now, 
Is your dad just listening to you on the phone or is he actually following along on his phone or his tablet or whatever? I dropped him off at home, so he's for sure following along right now listening to all this. And, and you're still driving? <laughs> I'm still driving, yeah. You're the best. Where's home for you exactly? Uh, he's in Montreal. I'm in St. Lazar, so I got a long way to go. Wow, St. Lazar, a long way to go for yeah. sure. Hey, yeah, Ashley, yeah, yeah. thanks so much for calling, man. I really appreciate yeah, it. Tony, have a good night. Take All care. right, there Bye. you have it. Ashley, Bye. is she something or is she something? My God, she sounds absolutely fantastic. Now, that's passion. She, you know, she's here. here. Yeah, you know what? You, you were wondering where your female listeners were. So, you know what? My dad introduced me to your show. I became a big fan. I wanted to say hello. My God, she sounds unbelievable. All right, where are we going next? David in Toronto. David, what's hey, going on? Tony. What's going Hi. on, man? Oh, Tony, I'm a, I'm a huge fan. Love the podcast. You're doing an amazing job. I appreciate it. Thank you. Speaking oh, of the Maple Leafs, they won tonight, by the way. Maple Leafs 4-3 and 3-2 uh, in overtime over Dallas tonight. David, are you there or you hung up after I told you the Maple yeah. Leafs won? No, I was just well, saying. No, no, I did it. 3-2 over Dallas you. tonight. Yeah, 3-2 over Dallas. But you're a big Montreal Canadiens fan, correct? Oh, uh, born and raised in uh, in Saint Laurent, so huge, huge uh, Habs fan. I don't care about the Leafs. <laughs> Saint Laurent, home of the Canadian National Champions, U seventeen Triple A boys, who won the national championships on Monday, October tenth, in Surrey, BC, by a score of three to one over Edmonton's BTB Academy. Did you know that? Oh, it's beautiful. You just made my night even better. I didn't think yeah, it could be. I, I, I was there. There was one player in particular that stole my heart. He had a goal and an assist in the final four goals in four games and was the leading goal scorer of the tournament. Go ahead. Oh, it's beautiful. Well, I just, I just want to say, Tony, that uh, tonight's game, I, I can't recall uh, a more exciting game I've seen uh, you know, in the last year or even over a year, seeing the amount of young talent we have. Um, but I want to kind of tamper people's expectations. I see a lot of people saying we're going to be in dead man's land or we may even make the playoffs or, you know, and I'm, we're only five games in. And, you know, the wins that we have, I mean, tonight is against one of the worst teams, you know, recently in, in the league. And then, you know, the first game of the season against the Leafs, everyone's shaky in the first game. And then obviously a big overtime win in Pittsburgh. Don't get me wrong. I, I'm loving, you know, the success, the early success, but I think we have to kind of tamper expectations here because, uh, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to give everyone's hopes up, but, you know, uh, we have to, you know, we have to see how this plays out over the next uh, 30 to 60 days, I think. Uh, thank you so much. You've been heard. And uh, I believe Agnello and Sammy, you let me know, uh, but I believe actually the pick, the Florida pick is unprotected. I don't want to give out the wrong information, which I probably did before, but I believe it's a, it's an unprotected pick. And Andrew, anyway, you look it up and we'll try and give the answer between now and the end of the show. Where else are we going? We went to Ashley in Montreal, uh, who sounded unbelievable. David in Toronto, who's a Montreal Canadiens fan and uh, formerly of Saint Laurent. Ashley was in Saint Lazare, by the way, Saint Lazare, home of my buddy PJ Stock, who gave me a call a couple of days ago on my mobile. So we're still allowed to talk, you know, and call each other on the mobile, but. Uh, if he would want to come on my podcast, it might be a challenge for him. Um, you read about it in my book. Alex in Montreal. Alex, 
Hi, Tony. Where are you right now, Alex? Uh, Montreal, uh, just enjoying the, the this crazy game against. Where, the... where, where, where in Montreal? Tell me a corner of what exactly? Where are you? I, uh... Corner, corner. If you want to be specific, uh, downtown yeah, yeah. I'm on uh, Sherbrooke Street. Sherbrooke downtown. Yes, yes, of course, Sherbrooke. I know it well. Yes, naturally. All right, okay, Alex. Yeah. What the game tonight? Unbelievable, eh? Unbelievable. I have Unbelievable. questions for you, Tony. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, what about that that uh, shot of or goal of Suzuki? Does that make you think of Datsuk in the past? Uh, it, it made everyone think of Datsuk. It was a Datsukian penalty shot. Like he's he's done that several times. He looked exactly like him. Exactly. Yeah, but a younger version and. Wearing a nicer, a nicer jersey. That's well, I would hope so. He's a younger version. I mean, uh, Pavel Datsuk is, uh, you know, he's what? What is he? Forty years old now, or whatever he is. Yeah, of course, of course, he's a younger version. <laughs> exactly. And then one other question. Um, yeah, another one. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Quick, quick one. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's no charge. Slavkovsky's goal. Do you think we could bump him up, maybe up the lineup uh, with his confidence boost now and his incredible goal and physical presence on the ice tonight? You know what? Um, I was wondering tonight after he scored if they were going to compensate him and get him on the power play. I wasn't crazy about him going on a fourth line, but tonight he played fantastic on a fourth line. I've also said Marty St. Louis knows what he's doing a lot more than Tony Marinaro knows what he's doing. If Marty St. Louis would do a podcast, well, then Tony Marinaro would know more about that than Marty St. Louis. But when it comes to uh, coaching hockey and developing kids and 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 going through concepts and knowing how to uh, bring along young players, I think it's safe to say that Marty St. Louis knows a lot more than Tony Marinaro in that regard. Alex, you've been heard, and thank you for contributing on the SICK podcast. one 585 sick one 585 is your number, and it's toll-free. Uh, three minutes to 11 p.m. right now. And the big decision is whether or not we go overtime, knowing that we still have not come to an agreement uh, from a financial point of view with uh, Aniello, Sammy, Juliana, and Rosa. Um, 14 minutes tonight. That's better. Uh, do you think Slaff will get in trouble for saying he likes playing with a guy like Jack Eye, uh, who can kill anyone on the ice? Uh, He's a young player. He's going to make mistakes in some of his actions. He's going to say make some mistakes in some of the things he says. He got a little bit carried away tonight. Tony, how worried were you when the Habs took a penalty right after the Coyotes made it 5-2? I wasn't worried at all. I mean, at no point did I think the Montreal Canadiens were going to lose a game that they had a 5-0 lead in, all right? Um, no chance. No chance, all right? Uh, 14 minutes tonight. That's better. Others coming in. Um, this Suzuki is such a great captain, cool and composed coming in from Rene Rivera. There's no doubt about it. Uh, Tony Berge lived in Griffintown. Okay, that's good. Um, Berge, is that the Mark Bergevin lived in Griffintown? Uh, yeah, he lived in, uh, he lived in uh, the point at one point, and then he moved in with his girlfriend. He was living in uh, Vieux Longueuil. And uh, now he's living, of course, in uh, Los Angeles. All right, okay. Lynn is in St. Bruno. Lynn, how are you? 
I'm good. How are you? Very good. Is this the same Lynn who messaged me a couple of days ago telling me that she was watching the game or watching or following along the podcast with her husband, Gates? You got it. Something like Lynn Limerese or something like that. Is that, am I off? Lynn Limerese. Lynn Limerese. There you have it. Yeah. How are you, though? Uh, Very good. You know, some people have certain qualities in life or certain things about them for whatever reason. I remember a lot of names of people that are following along on Facebook, on Twitter, and on YouTube. And I even remember a lot of their messages, some of them like word for word. It's it's a crazy thing. It's funny because I got to drive back home two or three times a day to make sure that I actually closed the garage when I left. But I remember stuff like this. Lynn, what's on your mind? Thank you for calling. Wow. Wow, I mean, we're so excited. Gates and I were watching the game tonight, and we were so, so excited. Amazing game. But my, I guess our biggest thing is, Jack, I please don't use him as a goon. Keep him forever. I mean, if you really, if they, he really has to be sent back to Laval. <laughs> okay, fine. But, you know, really, <laughs> yeah. come on. He can kick ass. You know, he's a, he's a good boy. <laughs> no, he, he really is. I, you know what? I take exception to anyone calling him a goon, Lynn, because he knows how to play hockey. And oh. uh, you know what? I, I hope George Larac can. It look, you know, it looked tonight that maybe he doesn't have anything to, you know, he doesn't need to learn anything, but he does. I, I want yeah. him to be able to learn how to protect himself because at one point in life, everyone meets their match. And the more this guy impresses when he drops the gloves, the more and more people are actually going to want to take him on to put him in his place. I don't want him to be able to fight every time, to go to the defense of a teammate, yes, to have himself respected around the league, yes. I just don't hope he bites off more than he can chew. There you go. Exactly. Oh, my God, it's so nice to hear your voice. It's nice to hear your voice, too. This first-time caller? I would love, we we would really have to love to have a lunch with you. Anytime. Drinks or whatever. Yeah, cool. Anytime. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a story, all right? I'm gonna tell you a story. Okay. Um, okay. the old radio station that I used to look at that I used to work at, okay. Uh there was a, a listener, and his name was uh, or his name is Ivan Boisvert. All right. Okay. And at one point, Ivan dropped by the studio. I gave him a tour of the studio, and I think oh. he dropped by on a couple of occasions. And you know what? He ended up adding me on Facebook. I ended up uh, accepting his request. He messages me every now and then. I message him back. And he sent me a note last week. Uh, He lives in Quebec. He sent me a note that he would be in Montreal for three or four days for work purposes. And before he left to go back to Quebec, he wanted to know if we could meet up for a drink or for lunch. Oh, my God. Ivan and I met up earlier today at La Cage La Salle on Newman Street in oh, beautiful yes. Villa Salle. Okay. Yeah. And we yeah. spent about two hours think, together. Yeah. So if you ever wow. want to go for lunch, yes, uh, I'd be more than happy to go for lunch with you. With me and Gates, of course. With you, well, right? well, well, that goes without saying, naturally, of course. <laughs> Yes, of course. My partner in crime forever. Well, and I understand that I have a partner in crime as well, so I can bring her along too. Oh, then definitely. She is the beautiful Angela Jose. Angela, oh, lovely name. Who has lost 60 pounds 
in the last it's six months. That's amazing. Uh, it's well, unbelievable. We'll have to discuss that with her. <laughs> Wait, you know what? It's um, it's um, what she's been doing. It's unbelievable. It's like clockwork. She eats three times a day, nine a.m., one okay. thirty p.m., six p.m. The only sugar she has will be in her morning coffee, and that's it. She okay. has cut out the rest, and she's very heavy on the meats and the vegetables. Okay, and she probably has carbs once to two times per month. She's introduced about a 45, about 30 minutes on the treadmill, 10 minutes on the roar, about 10 minutes of weights. She does the detox blanket. She's unbelievable. Shafina. Okay. Well, she's probably about a good 10 years younger than me. I mean, uh, I'm just, for God's sake. (laughs) My wife is 43 years old. How old? My wife is 43. Oh, she's a baby, for God's sakes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm I'm 49, and I'll turn 50 oh, on the 23rd of November. Lynn, you set it up anytime. You, okay. Gates, me, and Angela Jose. Sha-la-la-la-la, la-la-la-la. La. Love it. I love it. I love it. Okay, I, I'm going to send you a Facebook for a uh, request. Nope, Maybe and I will accept it right away. Okay. Yeah, have Gates send me one too because I don't want to just accept yours, all right? Uh, okay, Pardon thank me? you. Okay, see yeah. you. Bobby, Bobby Design says, never say a woman's age. Well, Bobby, a lot of people probably think my wife is 50, so the fact that I divulged her age at 43, I think she's, she's okay with it, all right? I think she's okay with it. If it doesn't bother my wife at all, if I divulge her age, if it would have, I wouldn't have. But we've been together for a very, very long time. Paul in Newfoundland. Paul. Yes. Hi. How are hey, you? what's going on, Paul? Oh, not much, not much. Just finished watching the game here. Yeah. Yeah. I just had a couple questions for you. Um, I know how a lot of people have been praising our young defense, but i like to give some praise to Dave Savard's play. I think he's been playing phenomenal blocking shots, leading I, I, play. I agreed with you up until yesterday. I don't think he had a great game tonight. Unless we watch, I don't think he was excellent tonight. Did you think he was very good tonight? No, I think uh, I think him and the Gooley line, uh, it, it was an off game, and I think it was bound to happen. But I think other than that, I think it, uh, he played very strong. I think if he could keep it in the right direction, I think we'd be on very good track with our D. He he did block four shots uh, four shots tonight. There's no doubt about that. So did uh, so did Jordan Harris, by the way. Yeah. Um, but with that said, uh, with Madison and Edmondson setting to come back, uh, yeah. who do you think would step out of the line? If you're not playing versus a physical uh, team, if you're not playing versus a physical play, team, Jack I. If you're not playing versus a physical team, Jack I will come out of the line the the, the 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 lineup, and I would think Weidman will come out of the lineup or Kovacevic and Weidman. Yeah, that that I think that'll be uh, good. Um, do you think uh, Barron would get any uh, chance to play this season? Uh, unless there's injuries, not really. No, but you know what? Over the course of a season, an 82 game season, there always are injuries. Paul. Thanks so much for calling me from Newfoundland, my man. Newfoundland, great people. It doesn't get better than that, to tell you the truth. Appreciate it. Um, where Perfect. are we going Thank next? Let, let, let's, um, we, we can't go back to Anello and Sammy, I don't think. You guys keep on bringing up the calls here. Here we are. I'm going overtime again. This is, this is uh, I, I don't know. I have, to, uh, I have to talk to my people here. Where are we going? 
Dan in Manitoba. We're taking calls all over the country today. Dan. Hey, Tony. How's it going, buddy? Good. How are you? Not too bad. Hey, you are know, from Winnipeg, Manitoba. It's not too bad here, but you know what I'm doing? I'm sitting watching the Jets game. You know what? Against Vegas. Man, I'll tell you about the Jets. They're not looking good tonight. Yeah, okay. We, I, I think we lost Dan. We got to go. He's, he's talking to me about the Winnipeg Jets. Dan, but who cares about yeah. the Winnipeg Jets? But Dan, but what are we talking okay, about the Winnipeg Jets? Why don't, we, why don't we just talk about the snow in Winnipeg? Instead, let me ask you something. Did it snow today in Winnipeg? Yeah. No, come on. We, we don't have snow yet, Tony. Come on. Well, can I tell you something? Where I live in Villa Sal, this morning at 9 a.m., there were flurries. Okay, let's talk about the Habs now. Come on. Yeah, uh, yeah. How many points? Let's tell me how many points are Colgate at this year. I say 60 points. Who? Go Caulfield. Go Caulfield. How many points? You say 60? That's a good guess. I know. And you know what? Did you see Nick Zuki's um, penalty shot? Tell you what a goal, eh? Did, did I see his penalty shot? No, I, I didn't watch the game. I'm just here with a post-game oh, show man. for over an hour. good. He yeah, yeah, yeah. Game. No, I didn't. I, Dan, I didn't. Unfortunately, I didn't watch the game tonight. Suzuki scored on a penalty shot for real? Uh, yeah, for real. A, a beautiful goal, too. Really, eh? Yeah. I see it. It was on Facebook. Okay, that's why I seen it. Oh, you saw the was, goal on Facebook? Well, yeah. Pardon me. Yeah, I see it on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. So you didn't watch the game because in Winnipeg they weren't showing it. No, no. We're, we're always blocked out. We don't get into Habs games. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Uh, on the road. Yeah, because you know what? I'm a big Habs fan, and my my favorite player. I'll tell you who was. Yeah, Gilafleur. Yeah, Gilafleur was my favorite player too. But hold on a second, and that's his chair in the background that I have here. Let's get back to this for a second, okay? You watched the game on Facebook. I didn't watch it, unfortunately. I know it was on TV, but I was looking at my toes. And you know what? I figured I needed a pedicure. So I started, you know, <laughs> what are you laughing at? You don't yeah. cut your own nails? You don't, you don't take care of your toes or what? What's the story here? Yeah, I know. I'm just kidding. I do it too. Yeah, of course you do it. Yeah. Do you cut your, you go to a professional for a pedicure or do you end up doing it yourself? No, I go to a professional. Yeah. Have you ever done shellac before? No. What, what is that? No, it's uh, it's kind of like a, a nail polish type of thing. A little bit of white and a little bit of uh, clear oh, yeah, and I stuff do, like that. that yeah, I do. I do shellac. Yeah, I do that. Yeah. Yeah. I've done shellac too, see through and stuff like that, whatever. So look, I'm glad you called me tonight uh, here on the sick podcast because I missed the game. And, you know, this is the first time, the first thing I'm hearing of Suzuki scoring on a penalty shot. And now I'm like, I'm just really upset at myself that I missed the hockey game because I would have loved to have seen that penalty shot. Oh, that, hey, you know what? I'll tell you, Tony, it was a, yeah. a beautiful goal. Oh, really, eh? Yeah, he's a natural goal scorer. Yeah, more really. Do you know Peter from Coach St. Luke? Who? Uh, Peter from no. Coach St. Luke. Do you know him? Double shift your best no. players. Total emotion and motivation team concept. You know him? No. You know what? Deep down, I love my Habs. You know what? Me too. I'm a big Habs fan all my life. Yeah. No, the reason I bring up Peter is maybe one day we can do a a sort of three-way call. I think this would be one of the most riveting conversations in the history of podcasting, period. Me, you, you, and Peter. 
Why, you, you love me already or something? <laughs> I, I love you a lot. You know, I, I'll tell you, I've been a half Santa since about five years old, seriously. Yeah. I've, since I, I've been growing up. And my yeah. wife, too. She, me and my wife are, and she's in my house. My, my, I got a picture of Gila Fleur. Yeah. Signed. Signed. I have one, too. I got, yeah. uh, I got the Maurice, the Richard brothers. Yeah. Morris and Henry. Uh, Morris and Henri. Yeah. Yeah, I got the rocket in the pocket. Yeah, I got Gila Fleur. Who else do I have? Yeah, how many how many times you have Gila Fleur? It's four times you told me Gila Fleur now. And all those guys uh, like holding the Stanley Cup or something. I like my house is just full of halves. Yeah, you wouldn't you'd be surprised how much I love my halves. You love them so much that you saw some highlights on Facebook tonight because the game was blocked out. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, but you know what? I hold, hold on a second. Hold on. Hold, hold on a second here, Dan in Manitoba. Who's that talking okay. in the background exactly? Yeah, that's my wife. What? What's her name? She's my other Habs. She's my other Habs. Habs half. Yeah, yeah. What's her name exactly? It's Colette. Colette. Well, why don't you put Colette yeah. on the line with me? Okay. Let's and you, what the fuck did I come in at? Go, go, go. Take a walk. Put Colette on the line with me. Let's go. Talk to Tony. Yeah. Oh, how are you? Hi, Colette. How are you? Hi, I'm good. What's going on? In... Okay, hold on a second. Please tell Dan to step okay. to Zita right now, okay? Tell Dan, Zita, Zita, Zita. Not to say a word for a second. Right now, it's you and me. And right now, Colette, you are the most important person in the world to me right now. Okay. Okay? So you're going to tell Dan to Zita, Zita. Not to say a word for now, okay? Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. What's going on in Winnipeg right now? In Winnipeg? The Jets yeah. are losing. <laughs> no, no, no. But in the city of Winnipeg, what's what's going on right now? Nothing. Yeah, I'm not that's, that, that, that's I'm a, yeah, that's a surprise. Yeah. Uh, nothing's going yeah. on in Winnipeg right now. All right. You're a big Montreal Canadiens fan? I'm a big Habs fan, yes. Yeah. You saw the highlights on Facebook, too. Is that correct? Yeah, I look at Facebook. You know, they have this Montreal Canadiens website thing, and people put – they show uh, players scoring goals, and that's where I've seen it. I says, look, look. My husband's actually DJ. Look, DJ, look at this new Suzuki goal and that. They were yeah. showing that new player, too. I don't know how to say his name, that new sure. player. Yeah, that new player's goal, too. Oh, my God. They're going to oh. have a good team. Give them a couple. Uri Slavkowski. Yeah. That's his name. Yep. Uri Slavkowski. Sofsky. I can't say it's so hard to say. So he's gonna be a really good player. Give him a couple years. Oh my god. Colette, Colette, let's let's slow down a second, okay? This is not it's not a it's not a sprint, okay? This is a marathon, okay? Let's say it together. Uri. Uri. Slavkowski. Slavkowski. That's it. Beautiful the way yeah, you said it. Okay. So, but he's so, a damn good player. But I still like my Suzuki and Colfield. <laughs> oh, I, 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 I like uh, I like Suzuki and Colfield very much too. I, I like Suzuki yeah. and Colfield very, very much. Yeah, yeah. But I, I miss. Uh, so how are things? Our yeah, I miss Carey Price too. Um, you know, it, when, it sounds uh, like the last time they came right before the pandemic hit. Yeah. My husband and I went to see the Jets in Montreal game. Oh, really? And yeah, right before this happened, like in 2000, yeah. it was 2018 we went. Yeah. Or 19. Yeah, something yeah. like that, 2019. And we were sitting in uh, Boston Pizza in Winnipeg. 
Yeah. Some, and Terry Price was upstairs. We just missed him. There's no, uh, there's no Lacage. There's no Lacage in Winnipeg. Lacage. There's no Lacage, right? You should, you should come to the province of Quebec, in particular to Montreal, so you can go to Lacage. Lacage is an unbelievable restaurant. The chicken wings, the Blitz Burger, mouth watery. I had a sangria oh, wow. there earlier today as well. No, no, it's 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 unbelievable. Lacage is just okay. unbelievable. It's Montreal's. It's Quebec's premier sports bar. You see. Have you been to Montreal before? Nope. Okay, never so been on a plane I, before in my life. So. You've never been on a plane before in your life. So the only place that you and Dan have been to in your lives is where you live, which is Winnipeg. Well, we've been to the States, but we've been there by car. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So you went by car. To, where did you go in the States exactly? Where did we go again? Um, went to Shooting Star Casino. Shooting Star Casino for my 40th birthday. That was like 13 years ago. So Okay, so that's the, only, that's the only place that Dan has brought you in his life or what? Yeah. yeah. Listen, listen, Colette. Colette. I think that was my mother-in-law that brought me there. Never mind. Who, 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 who brought you there? Your mother-in-law? Yeah. So for your 40th birthday, your gift was... Hold on a second. For your 40th birthday, your gift was to hang out with your mother-in-law in a car for a very long drive to go to a casino and then come back. That was your gift? Well, you know what? My husband came and my father-in-law came and my son came with me. Yeah. We don't have a car, so that's why we had to go with her. Yeah. Listen. So we had no car, so so we had fun, though. That was okay. Yeah. You sound like a great person to me. You really do. You sound wonderful. But between you and I, hold on a second. Between you and I, Dan is going to have to step up his game. Well, he's going to have to get a good job because I want to travel. <laughs> tell, him to, tell him to come down to Montreal for a weekend. That's what I want to hey, do. Can I hang out with you? I want to go to the Munch. I want to go to the Molson Center and see a hockey game. The see Bell Center, yeah, the Bell Center used to be the Molson Center. Hey, if you ever make your way to Montreal, you look up Marinaro. You contact hey, me. Jordan, can I hang out with you too? A hundred percent. Yeah. What are we gonna do? What are you gonna show? Yeah, what are you gonna do? What are we gonna do? I want to listen party with listen, you, man. Listen, listen to me, Dan. This is one thing you need to know about the marination. I don't script anything. I'm spontaneous. Don't ask me to work oh out a plan. Oh my. I go with the flow. Do you understand? When you're with Marinaro, you expect the unexpected. Don't ask me to. I don't script my show. I don't script my intro. I don't script my extra. I don't script what I'm going to say in the calls. I don't script my material. I go with the flow. I'm natural. I'm all natural. Capiche? Hey, you know what? Hey, I want I want a podcast shirt. I love those. I yeah. want one. Yeah, no problem. Go to uh yeah, go to sportbuffshop.com. They go for about 25 bucks. Buy one for you, buy one uh for the beautiful Colette as well. Uh the more you buy, the more money I make in commission. I gotta go. Hey, you, you sell it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hold on a second. I'm going to do the whole podcast with you now. We've been talking for about 15 minutes. It's been extremely enjoyable. You are shortchanging, Colette. I suggest you pick up your game. Or else her, she's going to leave you.
Right? She's laughing. Hear her? I heard her. Okay, we got to go. Hey, all the best to you both. This, this is unbelievable. Dan from Winnipeg. For his wife's 40th birthday, the only time they ever went away, his mother brought her to the States by car. They went to the casino, and they came back. This is, uh, they live the way we dream. Paolo in Montreal. Paulo, you there? Yes, I am. Tony, how are you? Very good, very good. Do I know you, Paulo? Um, I've called a few times. Oh, yeah? Where yeah. are you calling me from exactly? St. Michel. St. Michel? Yes. Okay, very, I'll, very good. I'll, I'll give you a tip or a flashback. I called your show once, and I told you, and it was when Pacioretty was playing for the Habs, and he wasn't really doing much throughout the playoffs. And I told you that Rene Bork was doing a better job than him. And you had a mental breakdown thinking that your wife, that your wife put me up to this because you were in love with Pacioretty. Pacioretty. And I thought, that he, I thought that he was a patat throughout well, the whole series when I, he was in the playoffs because he did I, nothing. Yeah, I understand that. But listen to me. Listen to me carefully. Max Pacioretty was not a perfect hockey player. But don't compare Rene Bork to Max Pacioretty now. Mosey too, more. No, no, Mose no. You definitely can't. No, you can't. So why did you do it back then? You just did it to make my blood pressure go up? Or what's the story here? What's the story well, yeah, here? You know, it helped. What are we talking? What are we comparing here? What are we, what are we comparing here? I was talking about Pacioretty. You were comparing was, Rene Bork. It was your hate relationship for Rene Bork. It was your hate relationship. So I just knew how to, you know, press yeah. the buttons, the right buttons. Yeah, unfortunately, he did have one good playoff series. If memory serves me well, but that was about it. What do you want to bring that to the table tonight it. other than Rene Bork of 10 years ago? What's on, what's on your mind there? What's the story here? Tony, it, it, you know what? I, I'm liking this young crowd. The, it, tonight, it seemed like they were playing with no pressure. First no pressure. Foremost. You could see the smiles on their face. Number yeah. One. Number two. Yeah. yeah. I, I found their defense to be a little bit more promising. Uh, okay. I liked how they were blocking shots. Three, I got to tip my hat off to Jake Allen. But, the, but this is but this is the third person he tonight looked, who talks to me about blocking shots. McKimmon and Frag, I may have blocking. But who cares about blocking? Now we're talking about block shots pretty soon. Why don't we get 20 guys that block shots? Tonight, tonight, Doc to Drouin to Anderson, goal. Caulfield, wrist shot, goal. Savard to Gallagher, goal. Slavkowski, Rister, goal. Suzuki on a penalty shot, goal. Jackai obliterates no Jackassian. And you, you're no talking doubt. to me about blocking shots. Tony, no doubt. I don't question that. But at the yeah. same time, blocking shots is part of team effort. And it yeah. helps. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay, now, yeah. Jake Allen, considering Jake he's Allen, a new father. Yeah. Yeah. He, looked, he looked sharp tonight. He looked on point. Yeah. He looked on point. There's one thing I'd like to see. Jake Allen looked on point. They went, up, they, they went up against a team that's been partying in Montreal for the last three days. Paulo. Paulo. Tonight, tonight, yes. with all due respect, even though the Canadians were great, okay, it was very obvious early on that Arizona did not come to play because their game was played over the last three days. You understand what I'm talking about? 100%. Tonight, the River Rats... Of Parcolet, a Villa Salle would have beat the Arizona Coyotes. Oh my God. Listen, Tony, I'm not going to deny that. But you could see that they were playing with no pressure tonight. No, no pressure. Yes, no pressure. They're not going to play with any pressure all year. No one expects them to win the Stanley Cup. 
Why should no, they play no, with no. pressure? But you could see that they, the conference was there. Yeah. The line pairings were nice. Yeah. There was no pressure. They were smiling. These were a bunch of young guys having fun. Yeah. That's what I saw. And we haven't seen that in quite some while. We, we haven't seen that in a long time. You're right about that. Hey, thank you so much for calling. No pressure. Yeah, 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 yes. There's one thing I would love to see, and we're missing it. We're yeah. missing a Ala Subban or Ala Weber slap shot from the D. We're, we need it. Uh, Ala Subban or, or Weber slap shot from the D. There's some guys that got good slap shots. Wait till you see Logan Mayu slap shot. You know that you, Logan Mayu slap shot is, is, is give or take about 108 miles per hour. You know that, eh? You know that? Mazzato, Tony. Mazzato. I got to go. Paolo in Montreal. We got to go. Okay, where are we going exactly? Hang up on Paolo. Who's next? The lines are blazing, eh, by the way? This is unbelievable. This is what I thought it was going to be, man. Agnello, told you so. This is it. Uh, we'll take another comment. We'll take another call. What are we going to do over here? 11.24, Joe and Brassard. He's just patching through the calls. I'm not getting paid for overtime. Every time I go back to him and Sammy and Master Control, they're both laughing because I'm a fish. Joe, what's going on? Tony, how are you, buddy? Very good, Joe. How are you? <laughs> good. Um, uh, congratulations. It's the first time I call you on your podcast. Oh, listening. thank you very well, much. And Joe, yeah. um, yes. would you mind if I ask you how old you are? No, not at all. Take a guess. Well, take a guess. I don't have you in front of me. I'm not going to guess your age. I'm only two more. <laughs> I don't have him in front of me. Go take a guess. How do I know if you're uh, 21 or if you're 71? How, how do I know? I, you want me to take a guess? Me, you are, you are 50. 48. Okay, there you go. 48. Very good. Yeah, 48. Okay, so I, I thank you because podcasts are for the new generation, the younger generation, and they're for everybody, actually. But the younger ones are the ones that are in into it a little bit more. And so yes. every yes. time someone around my age or older calls into the podcast, it's pretty cool because they were able to make the transition to the podcast world. Exactly. Listen, Tony, the podcast world is not only the future, Joe. The podcast yes. world is the present. It's here. It's arrived. Yes. All the new vehicles, okay? You yeah. can go to on your radio. You can bring up podcasting. Everyone can go to the podcast apps on their cell phone. Anyone can go to YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, follow our pages. If you do it on YouTube, by the way, you can get notified when we go live, when we upload an episode. And when we do, you'll get the notification letting you know. So thank you for following. If you're enjoying our podcast, comment sick. If you uh, listen via Google or Apple or Spotify or whatever. Leave us a five-star review. It's our way of feeling the love. Joe, I think you're going to yes. be the last caller tonight on the sick podcast. Oh. So you make it a good one because I want to go out with a bang. You know what I mean? I, I got two big ones for you. I got I got two big ones. Okay, Two big ones. Yeah, uh, yeah. First, first thing. Yeah. Remember when Cashin hit Montembeau? I remember when Cashin hit Montembeau. Yes. March 15, 2022. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it? Wasn't it sweet? What happened today? Well, listen, I don't like to see people get beat up, but if there was some one person yeah. that was going to get beat up, I, I much rather prefer it be cashing than actually it be Jack guy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but my God, could you believe it? This kid apparently was working at Costco. Yeah, but hold, but, but hold, but hold on a second here, okay? I, you know, I think we we need to revisit this whole thing, okay? okay. Players that play junior hockey. Okay, 
whether it's in Quebec, whether it's in BC, whether it's in Alberta, whether it's out of Ontario, whatever. Okay. Players that play junior hockey. All right. They want to make money on the side. Okay. So, you know, he was working at Costco. His other teammate was working at a grocery store. His other teammate was working online customer service and his other teammate was, uh, was delivering papers or whatever. Right. Why is everyone talking about him working at Costco, but they make it sound (laughs) like he was working at Costco, but he wasn't playing hockey for like, you understand what I'm trying to say? No, he was working at Costco. What's the difference? He was working at Costco. I heard that. I heard that. I'm like, I mean, but but good for him. Yeah. I went there earlier tonight, by the way. And I shouldn't do this because every time I go there, I pay for my stuff. I have never even received a gift card from them. I'd love to have them on the program, by the way. But I want to let you know that I went there tonight and I bought myself these. I don't know if you can see because, yeah. Yeah. Okay. No, I can't. Yeah. Yeah. I I bought these. Okay. A a very beautiful uh, Adidas uh, Cloud Foam Comfort Shoe. I picked up the blue oh. and the black, but I have about five pairs of black running shoes. Have, so because the, the missus is on a budget, because the missus is on a budget, she said, Tony, do you really need a pair of black shoes? And I really wanted them, uh, but because yeah. I don't want to get the missus upset, I put them away. I'll probably end up going back tomorrow, by the way, and end up buying them anyway. <laughs> but I really like this electric blue color. And by the way, just so you know, this is what I do with my laces. Can you see? I make two knots, and then I cut okay. it off and i'm actually going to light uh, a match against them so that they don't tear open and then i just slide on the shoes okay so this is something that we bring to the table you would have never thought that you would have seen the shoes i picked up at costco tonight but i did they were 49.99 uh, what a deal what a deal no, a, a deal would be for the shout out that they would send me some certificates now now then we're talking don't come a parlila Okay. But be, before I go, Tony, I just gave them a plug, and they sell for like a million dollars a day. Yeah. Hey, do you remember the nineteen eighty six team? Do I remember the nineteen eighty six team? Are you ready? I'm sure you do. Hold on go a on. second. Hold on a go second. On. Are you ready? Go for it. Go. Okay, I'm not going to remember everyone. That I know, I'm not going to do. Okay. But I will tell you that in goal, in goal was Patrick Roy and Doug Sotart. Wow, very good. Okay. On defense was Larry Robinson, Chris Chelios, Rick Green, Craig Ludwig, Mike Lawler, and Gaston Gingras. Gaston Gingras, yes. Okay, did I forget anybody? Because I probably did. Uh, you no, that's the defense lineup, right? And then, and then there was Scrudlin, yeah, McPhee, McPhee, that's right, and Richet, that's right. Okay, Chris Nyland was on the team. Guy Carboneau. Uh, Chris Nyland was on the team. Yeah, Chris Nyland was on the team. Yes, he didn't play in the final because he had an ankle injury. That's right. That's right. Uh, Guy Carboneau. Did you say Scrudlin? Uh, yeah, Scrudlin, McPhee, and Richie, I said. Yeah, okay. So, uh, Guy Carboneau, Bob Gainey, David Maley, Bobby Smith, okay. Matt Nasland, Ryan Walter, 
Um, I believe Serge Boisvert was on the team, but I could be wrong. He uh, was on the team. He was on the team. He yeah. was definitely on the 92-93 team, too. Yeah. Sergio Momesso was on the team. Yeah. Sergio Momesso was on the team. And uh, by yeah. the way, uh, and I don't have everyone there. I missed out on a couple. So when I was in you- Surrey, B.C., when I was in yeah. Surrey, B.C., from October 5th to October 10th, Mm-hmm. I'm on. I'm at the hotel. I'm in the hotel. I'm on the fourth floor. There's a pool outside, and a gentleman walks right by me. And I look at him, and you know what I said? Hey, Ryan, how are you? Who? Ryan Walter. Get out. Yeah, Ryan. Ryan, Ryan Walter. We had a great conversation. I basically told him about how every game went in the 86 playoffs and who scored. He thought I was I absolutely crazy. I I yeah, he, he thought I he thought I was crazy uh, when I told him who scored the goals in the final and stuff like that in the semifinal. And then I said, Ryan, he was there. His son was coaching a team uh, in BC, and Ryan was going to talk to the team oh. because Ryan Ryan writes books on leadership. He does a lot of conferences on oh. leadership. And I said to Ryan, I said, Ryan, before you leave, I'd love to get a picture with you. And uh, you know what Ryan said? He said, why don't we do this? He said, I'm going to go down to the gym. I'm going to work out for 45 minutes. In 45 minutes, meet me downstairs, and I'll drop by my room, and I'll get my 1986 Stanley Cup ring, and you and your buddies can all take pictures with the ring. And that's exactly what we did. We all took pictures with the ring. Ryan Walter, wow. what a guy, Ryan Walter, what a guy. What a guy. What a guy. And, and, uh, Insta Custom says Tony Googled it. No, I did not. Tony did not Google nothing. Okay. Uh, Tony yeah. did not Google it. Tony remembers these things. Um, Tom Curvers was on the team. Yes. And that I'm getting from YouTube. And, uh, Claude Lemieux, I mentioned Claude Lemieux on that team. McPhee, Lemieux. Yeah. And uh, Scrooge and Claude Lemieux in 1986. You remember Claude Lemieux in 1986 scored that overtime goal versus the Hartford Whalers in Game Seven at the Montreal Four. Remember that one, Bobby Smith. Well, yes, Bobby Smith was on the team. Hold on a second. No, the, hold on, he scored that goal. Was, Which goal? Was, wasn't it Bobby Smith versus uh, the Hartford Whalers in overtime, Game Seven? Yep, it was Claude Lemieux. A thousand percent, it was Claude Lemieux. He put it up on a backhand. He put it up and over Mike Liut right under the bar. It was Mike Liut. Mike Liut, yeah. Mike Liut was the goalie for the Hartford Warriors. There was a skirmish behind the net. uh, Lemieux was able to break free, uh, and he was able to backhand it over his shoulder and right under the bar. I remember that. Yeah. You remember who scored? And then Claude Lemieux, by the way. Do you know why I'm asking you? uh, about the eighty sixteen. But hold on a second. I'm going to ask you in a second. When I'm when I'm hot, don't in, don't let me go. Okay. When I'm hot, Cole <laughs> you by the way, also scored the goal versus the New York Rangers in Game Three for the Canadians to take a three nothing series lead in the semifinal. When uh, the faceoff went back to the point, and I believe it was James Patrick collided with an official, and wow, um, yeah. McPhee and Lemieux broke away two on zero. And McPhee put yeah. the and, and Claude Lemieux shot the puck over John Van Breesbrook's shoulder, up and over his shoulder, under wow. the bar again, 
Wow. That was the game-winning goal. That was a you remember who scored in the uh, in Game Five in Calgary? Game Five in Calgary was it? Uh, was it? A, did it go to overtime? No, no. The Canadians won by a score of four to three, and the goals were oh, scored okay. by David Maley, Gaston Gingras, Bobby Smith, and Rick Green. And Rick Green used to play with a white wow. hockey stick of the brand Canadian. Tony, and Patrick Roy made a hockey. save with about 13 seconds left in the game, a diving, sprawling save to keep that puck out. And then I believe it was Chris Chelios who got wow. the puck out with a couple of seconds left, and the Montreal Canadiens won the Stanley Cup in Calgary. I loved Chris Chelios. Oh, my God, I loved him. Yes. Yeah, Chris Chelios was my, uh, my idol. But you, you know why I told you, Tony, about the 8016? And this is far-fetched. Yeah, you feel that this team we have now with the Canadians. I know. I don't want you to fall off your chair. Yeah, this, I, I hope not. I'm not going to fall I off my chair because if I fall off my chair, I'm going to end up breaking what, the floor. What can happen? And to put magic, a little magic, with this team, we got we got the rookie, we got the, the young guys going. Yeah, we, we got Chikash there, the guy. Uh, we got yeah, his, yeah. We, we got, got the guy that you don't even know how to pronounce his name. You want him to lead us to the cup. Listen to me carefully. The beauty of sport is that you cannot laugh at when someone says something because anything can happen on any given night. I thought the Rangers were going to beat San Jose tonight. They lost. I thought Toronto was going to beat Arizona on Monday. They lost. No one thought that Leicester City was going to win the EPL several years ago. They won. And no one thought that Greece, once upon a time, was going to win the Euro, and they won. This is the beauty of sports. This is why racehorses... This is why racehorses sometimes at 50 to 1, they come in. In sport, anything can happen on any given night in any given year. But Do I think the Canadians this year are going to win the Stanley Cup? No. Would I bet on it? Stanley Cup. No. Is it impossible? No. It's not impossible either. On that note, I enjoyed this. Thanks a lot, buddy. I hope you all enjoyed it. It's the Sick Podcast. Special thanks. Energy Transportation Group. You can feel the energy. Mike Cinquino, Sean Gerard. 8.6 beer, intense by nature. And Lacage. It's time you go back to Lacage. The menu will surprise you. Follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. The podcast that is taking everyone by storm. The number one Montreal Canadiens podcast in the world. I thank you for your support. I love you all. You're all great sports. Thanks for laughing at my jokes, even when they're not funny. And my sign-off, as you know by now. I'm Marinero! And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Tony Marinero on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. The Sick Podcast is brought to you by Energy Transportation Group. Driven to be different. 8.6. Intense by nature. And La Cage. If the last time you went to La Cage was when the Habs won the cup, it's time you went back to La Cage. The menu will surprise you.